أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والشمس وضحاها والقمر إذا تلاها والنهار إذا جلاها والليل إذا يغشاها والسماء وما بناها والأرض وما طحاها ونفس وما سواها فألهمها فجورها وتقواها قد أفلح من زكاها وقد خاب من دساها كذبت ثمود بتغواها إذ بعث أشقاها فقال لهم رسول الله ناقة الله وسقياها فكذبوه فعكروها فدمدم عليهم ربهم بذنبهم فسواها ولا يخاف عقباها صدق الله العظيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome to our program Exploring the Quran A program which, in which we search for those beautiful uh, pearls that will inshallah strengthen our faith that will give us strong character and wisdom to live a wonderful life. Uh, Surah Ash-Shams is what we just heard uh, Maulana Khurram uh, reciting for us, uh, a Makkan Surah with an amazing theme of the human potential. Um, this is one Surah that I often recite during Salah time um, and it's mainly my favourite because of the endings of each ayah and how the ending aha and how it's quite rhythmic um, it just beautifies your your recitation as well um, I also really like the fact that it starts off with the oaths um, of the sun and the moon um, and like you said the talking about the human potential as its central theme is quite powerful as well Yes, and I'm sure as a teacher, uh, you know that uh, you're a primary school teacher, I know Qasim, and uh, the, the uh, whole purpose of, of our educational system is what? Is to develop that amazing potential that human beings have been endowed with. Uh, and so this surah actually talks about, the. it begins with, opens with seven powerful oaths. Uh, let me read those uh, oaths to you and then inshallah we'll do a commentary on it. I begin with the name of Allah, the kind, the caring. By the sun and its morning brightness, by the moon that follows it, by the day that it brightens up, by the night that covers it, by the sky and him who designed it, by the earth and him who leveled it out, by the human and him who perfected him, so inspired him to follow either its vice or virtue. So what is really interesting is Allah doesn't take one oath, but seven oaths. And this really is, is to emphasize that 
what is to be, uh, what we want you to pay attention to is something very significant. You know, oaths in the Quran, uh, that is when Allah swears by something, swears by something that is uh, a reality, a fact, something that nobody can deny, really. That is what an oath is, you know, that the sun, who can deny the existence of the sun? Who can deny the power, the heat, the light, and the life-giving nature of the sun? Who can do that? It's a reality. It's a huge reality. The moon on the 14th is a great reality. Who can deny that? Okay, so the, the oaths are there to say, well, look at this reality, this reality, this reality. How many? Not one, but seven, okay? Um, all to draw our attention. Yes, that is a reality. That is real. That's it. Well, then, فَأَلْهَمَهَا فُجُورَهَا وَتَقْوَاهَا So he inspired the human, the human person, inspired to do the right or the wrong. In other words, فَأَلْهَمَهَا فُجُورَهَا وَتَقْوَاهَا Meaning, they have been endowed and bestowed this potential to go this way or to go that way. The choice is there. Of course, so that is the substantial clause here, okay? The Mufassirin say, the, you know, the commentators and scholars of Quran say that those seven oaths were taken to make this announcement or proclamation, okay? The beyond uh, or announcement. Well, you know, the, it's, it's really interesting to understand this. Um, the, the, you know, the Quran makes these proclamations, meaning Allah gives these announcements. That's what they are in a way, announcing that. There is a mulhim, there is an angel who inspires you to do right. There is resources out there that are going to inspire you they are going to influence you. They are going to energize you to think in the right way and then to act in the right way, to behave in the right way. But there is also al-khannas. And what does he do? You know, there is the mulhim, the angels that inspire, وَأَبْشِرُوا بِالْجَنَّةِ الَّتِي كُنْتُمْ تُوْعَدُونَ You know, those who are going to be there and they're going to say to you, uh, you know, la um, khawfun. Okay, they're going to say to you, hey, don't fear. Stand up to these challenges of life. Don't be afraid of speaking the truth. Don't be afraid of doing the justice, okay? Or giving charity because your nafs is saying to you, you'll get poorer. <laughs> don't, don't, you know. So there is the mulhim, the angel who is inspiring you. But there is also... The khannas, isn't he? Yuwaswe sufi, sudurin nas. He's also inspiring you. To do what? Insinuating you. Inspiring you, telling you to do the, the very wrong. To follow your ego. To follow your ego. What is an ego? Well, ego is very simply your beastly instincts. What is beastly? Animal instincts. Simply that, okay? Because, uh, you know, and, and they are animal instincts. Okay. We are, as human beings, we, are, we should be able to control those, okay? Because, you know, we are the Khalifatullah. And this is what Allah says, فَأَلْهَمَهَا فُجُورَهَا وَتَقْوَاهَا You do have 
the capacity and the potential to avoid the pitfalls of the devil, the temptations of the devil. You have that. We have inspired you to do that. Don't you believe? So that is, you know, so taking those seven oaths and convincing us, oh, this is truth, this is truth, this is truth. So is this a truth? For alhamaha, for juraha, wa taqwaha. You have got the mulhim. Do you want the mulhim or do you want the khannas? <laughs> that is your choice. You know, Allah gives you that choice because it is on that choice that you are either going to be given jannah or jahannam. So it's <laughs> and so the, the surah goes on. You know, one of the beauties, well, lots of beauties of the Quran, but one of them is this, that when the Quran makes any kind of proclamation or a, a, or a announcement or gives a teaching, it always gives an example to explain it. All right, we've already seen that in previous surahs, but here, look at this example. So Allah says, فَأَلْهَمَهَا فُجُورَهَا وَتَقْوَاهَا You know, we have inspired human beings to choose the right or the wrong. They've got that potential in them. Well, let me give you an example, the Quran says. And the example is from the people of Thamud. Who are the people of Samud? Well, these are the people who lived in this, what is nowadays Jordan, the southern part of Jordan. Uh, and there is a city called Petra. It's actually a tourist city nowadays. You can go and visit. The Red Rose City, it's called. Meccans were very familiar with it as well because they used to go to do the trade up in Syria in, in, in summer. So they used to pass by the ruins of the Ashab al-Samud. So Allah reminds them, come here. If you haven't understood what I've said to you, come, I'll explain to you what this is. Uh, you know, Allah says, whoever purified himself succeeded and whoever was immoral failed himself, okay? So here is, you know, the, um, it, it, in, in a way it's, it's actually explaining that for alhamaha fujuraha that the one who has uh, you know purified themselves okay she's purified herself all right meaning that purged herself of idolatry of materialism okay what do we mean by idolatry and material this is shirk you know the quran uses the word shirk for it uh, which is to associate living things or non-living things, material things, worldly things, physical things, associate them with God or in the qualities of God or give them that importance or give them, endow them with those qualities. So a materialist would be somebody who says, well, I, I, I live by the and I depend on these material things. This is what keeps me going. This is what will always keep me going. This is all I need. I need nothing more than that. That is materialism. And of course, that is what shirk is as well. Shirk was, in fact, a, it, well, it is materialism. Modern materialists, you know, who deny God and believe in the power of physical material things and ignore the spiritual reality of Allah, the spiritual reality that Allah has created and the hidden world of ghayb, you know, they are the materialists. And Allah says, you know, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ زَكَّاهَا He is successful. He has followed the mulhim who has purified himself, purged himself of these materialistic tendencies. Okay. Now, when we say materialist and, you know, I, I, we are sort of challenging that, uh, don't think we are denying material world. We're not. The material world is Allah's creation, all right? We believe in it. 
we, we benefit from it, okay? And we pray, Rabbana, atina fi dunya hasana, give us the pleasures and the benefits of this. Wasakhara lakum shamsa wal qamar. You know, the Quran says, we created for your benefit this sun and the moon. We created for your benefit these material goods. And Allah calls them actually fadlullah. These are signs of Allah's grace, of Allah's kindness. These are actually the, the gifts of Allah. And there's a whole surah dedicated to the gifts of Allah, surah An-Nahl. You know, the B is actually called surah An-Ni'mah as well, and it catalogs Allah's gifts. Surah Ar-Rahman is also about what? It's, Which gifts of your Lord will you deny? Okay, so really, you know, the, uh, uh, after uh, uh, reminding us that you've got a huge potential, of doing goodness uh, and and uh, when you purify yourself you've got the crown of success now you are muflihun you are faizun you are successful and prosperous but you're also faiz you're a winner you're a winner in Allah's side in the in the world but if you don't a loser is the one who does not cleanse it, who does not purify himself of shirk, of idolatry, of materialism, of consumerism, of love of the dunya. Okay, he's a, he's a, he's the saha and he's khaba, he's khaib and khasir, the losers, yeah, no? And then, oh, you haven't understood it, have you? You don't know what the mulhim is and what the khanas is. You don't know what the winner is and the loser is. Well, look, we'll show you a com whole community Lots of human beings, a whole community who was this failure because they denied God and they didn't follow the, 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 the right path. Who are they? They are the people of Samud, Allah says here. Remember this is to the Makkan, you know, who used to pass by the city of Petra and they used to see the ruins of the people of Samud. You know, Allah says to them, you know, don't you, you know, they denied this reality. They didn't want to accept this reality to be thoughtful, reasonable people, people who would reflect and think about their Lord, who would remember their Lord, okay? And, and, and you know, they denied the, the, you know, their Lord. And not only that, but they were really rebellious, okay? And what happened is when who was their prophet? Who was the prophet of the people of Samud? Hazrat Salih. Hazrat Salih showed them a great miracle. You know, what was his miracle? His miracle was the, uh, the she-camel, this amazing, beautiful she-camel, uh, which was the miracle of, uh, of Salih. W how? Why is it a miracle? She-camels are millions of them. No, this she-camel was very... The she-camel came out of a rock, you know, the people of Samud were really uh, people who lived in the mountainous area. Well, Petra, if you go to that, it's a city in the mountains. And they uh, carved their homes in the mountain, actually. They were able to make their homes inside the mountain. Uh, and and uh, the people of rock, really. Okay, so there's a real symbolism there as well. And, and so they said, show us a miracle. And he said, all right. And... and uh, and, and out came the she-camel from the rocks, you know? Uh, and, and that was really amazing for them. However, they didn't uh, take it seriously. Uh, 
and they hamstrung it, okay? They cut off its ham uh, hamstring, which is this muscle here, and of course, and, and it led to the death of the she-camel. Now, the killing of a she-camel in Bedouin culture is one of the greatest outrage. You know, an Arab who, a Bedouin who would kill a she-camel would be regarded as a very, very evil, wretched person because you don't kill she-camels, all right? Uh, and, and so, the, you know, the, the Quran says, you know, the wretched person who killed that she-camel, they denied and they killed that wonderful uh, animal. So what happened? Allah punished them for their sins. Allah punished them, okay? And, they did not fear the consequences of their evil. You know, uh, as though the Quran is giving, well, not though, it is giving a real example of uh, what happened in, in, you know, in, in the past, as though the Quran is saying to the people of Mecca, you know, don't go that, down that route where you are ignoring the beautiful teachings of Muhammad Rasulullah and you are forgetting uh, and, and you are not you know, succeeding, you are not purifying yourself, you're not doing your taskiyah, you're not growing morally, you're not growing spiritually, you are not moving, you know, and you're not using the potential that we have given you, you're ignoring it. You know, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us all, you know, to fulfill that great potential that we have within us and, and, and to be able to overcome the shortcomings and the evils that our ego is constantly instigating and forcing us to do. May we be people of Tazkiya of Nafs. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.